Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I welcome you to another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. We would be glad to have you. Remember, Sunday school is at 9 a.m., Sunday morning worship is at 10, and Wednesday night we have the Hour of Power starting at 6.30. All are welcome. On today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series. That's right. And the name of this series is The Power to Receive. And this is part number one. Did you know that God has already given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness? That he has already made a way for everything that you have need of. When we have a need in our lives, it's not on God's end. It's actually on our end. He has the faucet turned wide open. The blessings are coming through, but we're having problems receiving it. And what we're going to do in this series is remove the hindrance to those things that are blocking us from receiving all that God has for us. There is a way, and I'm telling you, that Jesus is the way, and he has provided all the things that you have needed. So stick around, and we're going to go through this together as a family. Don't forget, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can download today's message and hear other series and so much more. Please become our friend on Facebook. We would be glad to have you. You can also follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can download the Kingdom Rock app. I know it's going to be a blessing to you as well. Make sure you drop a line sometime and tell us how you're doing. And let us know how that we may pray for you. We love you. And remember, at Kingdom Rock, you are loved and accepted. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, The Power to Receive, part number one, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. All right. Well, you may take your seats in the presence of our life-changing King. We're so grateful for all of you being here this morning. And uh, I know that the Lord has a rich word I'm talking about, when I say Lord, I'm talking about Jesus. In this world today, you don't know who people are talking about when they say God or Lord. I like to be specific. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. That's who I'm talking about. Amen. Let me just tell you a few things before we get started this morning. There's just so much. Uh, October is miracle month. I already know that. Miracle month. I know specifically there are a lot of areas in our heart and life where we need different things to manifest, where we need breakthrough, where we need healing. And I know that in October is a month to receive that. October is that miracle month. Now, I know that we are streaming live and there are our CDs are going out and when you hear this, I'm talking to the person that's hearing and listening now, when you watch this or see this or hear this, it may not be October, but it can be your October spiritually. So we just want to include you in on this. Amen. But October, I know one thing I definitely know will be manifested, will be miracle money will manifest in the month of October. I know that. 
Another thing I have zero doubt about. I know that. October, miracle month. And to that end, um, the Lord, we're going to take just a little bit of diversion from the series that we've been uh, teaching about. We've been teaching on the powerful name of Jesus. Oh, I love the name of Jesus. You know why I love the name of Jesus? Because I love Jesus. Remember, it's impossible to separate the person from their name. When you call the name, you call the person. You know why demons flee, why demons run in terror. When you say the name of Jesus, that brings Jesus on the scene. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is so wonderful. He's so powerful. And uh, we did have some technical issues with last Sunday's message, but they are available now. Right there on the table, we thank God for the ministry of Elder Ware. Let's give God a hand of praise for her getting all those. CDs available for all of our media department, for Madison, for Jasmine, for Tia, all of you that, and uh, Brother Ken that works with us in media, making these resources available uh, to our local community and also worldwide. We're so thankful for that. So thankful for that. But as I said, we're going to take a little bit of diversion uh, from the powerful name of Jesus series. Now we're going to go ahead and upload part three sometime today or tomorrow. So those of you that are online, you'll be able to hear that message. Uh, don't worry about it. Praise the Lord. It'll be there. And, uh, but you will be able to get it today because you came live. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> all right. All right. And of course, the CDs are no charge for those. I know you get a blessing out of them as well. And we're so grateful for you. So grateful, grateful, grateful. All right. Well, as you know, let's go ahead and pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this day and for the awesome things that you have planned for us. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have given. And we do ask today that you would just teach us by your spirit. Reveal to us that revelation, that wisdom that you have hidden from the world, but you will reveal to us by your spirit. Teach us, feed us, show us what we need to see and tell us what we need to know. We open ourselves to you today and we're open and receptive to hear the word of God. Have your way in us in Jesus name. Let your heart say amen. 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 If you have your Bibles this morning, your Bibles, notepads, your Kindles, your mobile devices, whatever you have to get into the rich word of the Lord. Or at least you have your neighbor's Bible. That'll work today as well. But you want to make sure that you bring something, uh, something with you to church. If nothing else, bring a hearing ear. Amen. Say with me before we get started. Say with me today. I will receive the rich word of God. I will be forever changed as the Holy Spirit gives me wisdom knowledge and instruction i speak to every hindrance and i declare today you will not stop me from receiving all that god has for me i receive the blessing now in jesus name and let it be hard say amen amen that just helps to keep us focused helps to keep us directed are you ready now Amen. Well, uh, let's turn our Bibles. We're going to start here in the book of Luke, Luke, the fourth chapter, Luke, the fourth chapter. 
as we're going to speak from the subject today of the power to receive. The power to receive. Most of us know how to give, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in this series as well, but it eludes us sometimes how to receive, how to take it in. And if there is ever a time that we needed to know how to receive from God is right now. How to receive finances. Of course, we know that the world, the world is in that financial crisis, but that does not have to be you. That does not have to be you, child of God. We can still be in the valley or on the mountaintop of more than enough. We don't have to suffer with the things, suffer with the things that the world is suffering with. Okay, the world is going through a lot of stuff, not just money crisis. There is a, uh, I mean, people are committing suicide, seems like left and right, and people are getting guns and killing other people. They're having a very tough time now, a very tough time. And they're doing all that because they're missing something. That We know they're missing someone, and that is who? Jesus Christ. But they're also missing the blessings of God in their lives. And here again, we, although we are living in this world, we are not of the world. And you don't have to let that come into you. God has already left you, child of God, beloved one, beloved. God has already left you everything that you need. It's already here. It's here in the earth. And what we need to do is to learn how to receive from God, how to receive from the Lord. And there are several hindrances to that reception, and we're going to look at those things. But as we go through these uh, series of messages, I want you to keep that in your heart. Keep that in your mind. Okay, we're not, we don't have to beg, we don't have to beg God. We don't have to beg him. He's already given it to you. You don't have to, uh, the Lord Jesus uh, warned about um, saying a lot of words in prayer that is vain babbling. He warned about that. He says, because your heavenly father already knows what you have need of. So he warns against vain babbling, just a bunch of talking. I'm going to pray for five hours a day and I know God's going to hear me. No, no, no. He's already given you things. And we're going to talk about that today as we talk from or speak from the subject of, of the power to receive. Before we get to Luke, let me show you a few of the scriptures. You can jot these things down uh, in your notes if you like. The Bible declares in Second uh, Peter, the first chapter, verse 3, it says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue the bible says he hath given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness hath is the past tense of the word has right he he's already done it right he has already given it to you it's already yours he's done the work as we look in also so we look in uh, Psalm 84, verse 11, Psalm 84, 11. You can read these words. It says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. And I love this next part. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. 
And how do you walk uprightly? Someone said, well, that's the problem, Pastor. That's why I don't have anything now, because I don't know how to walk upright. What do you mean you don't know how to walk upright? How do you walk upright? You walk in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how you walk upright. Remember, God says that your own righteousness is as filthy rags and is a stench in the nostrils of God. So God's not expecting you uh, to live a perfect life so that you can gain his favor. He expects for you to receive the finished work of Jesus Christ and walk in him, walk in the light of the knowledge of his word and the knowledge of his will. Remember, the Bible says as we walk in the light as he is in the light. Uh, we have forgiveness. There is mercy that's there. So he does expect us to walk after him, to walk with him. And as we do that, no good thing will he withhold or nothing will be withheld from you. Are you hearing me? Nothing will be withheld from you. Let me tell you this, this, um, this story. I told you about this before. As you get Luke fourth, fourth chapter. Remember, there was a man in the city of Chicago, uh, who was, um, um, a vagabond gentleman. Uh, he lives on the streets. And one day, as he was going up through the dumpsters, he found a belt. And he wiped it off and he thought, hey, this is a pretty nice belt. And he put that belt on and just went about his way until one day the man died. The police found him died in dead in an alley. He died of starvation. Didn't have enough. When they went through his effects to try to find out, you know, who he was, did he have any ID? They found that belt on him. And as they went through the, you know, the forensics lab and all that stuff, they went through the belt. They found that it was no ordinary belt, but it was actually a money belt. You know, people used to keep their money in their belt, not in the wallets, because you want about it to come pickpocket you. So there was a secret compartment in the belt. And in that belt, there was $50,000 in cash. $50,000 in cash. And he died of starvation in an alley. What a sad picture is that? To have all those answers all the way around you, he had 50,000 answers. He could have bought uh, at least um, 49,000 some odd cheeseburgers in the dollar menu at McDonald's. <laughs> on the dollar menu, right? He could have at least done that, right? Got some ramen noodles somewhere and, and cooked them up somehow. He didn't have to starve to death. But see, it's tragic that many of us within the church are like that man. Got all the answers but just don't know where it is or how to use it. And that's what grieves. I know it grieves my heart today. It grieves the heart of God that the Lord has already supplied it to you, but we don't know where it is. Don't know how to use it. We don't know how to receive it. He has already given you everything that you need. Say with me. He has already given me everything that I need. Job said, and you read this later, you can write this down as well. Job 22, verse 28, it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. You're going to decree a thing. You're going to speak a thing. You're going to say a thing, and it's going to come to pass. Now, as we know also in Romans, the fourth chapter, Romans 4, 17, you can write that down as well. Romans 4, 17, 
Abraham noticed that God, he noticed one of God's characteristics. He says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. He is our, he is our father in the sight of God in whom, in whom he believed. Uh, the God who gives life to the dead. This is how the NIV, who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Now, this is the position that we're in as we're talking about the power to receive. We're in the position of knowing God has already given it to me. The promises of God, the scripture says, are yea and amen. Yes, and so it is. He's already given it to me. He's already purchased my healing on the cross. Already did it. He's already said that the Lord Jesus even tells, and we'll get into this in Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, I've already made a way for you. I've already provided for you. We've got to begin to declare what he has done and begin to receive it. Say with me, I, I already have it. He's already given it to me. Remember what the, what the Bible declares in uh, Romans, the uh, 10th chapter. He says, the word of God is neither the word of faith. It is near you. It is here. You don't have to worry about going down and, and coming and get it, going down to lower parts of earth and getting the word or, or going up into heaven. No, it's right here. It's right here. Everything that you need is already right here. God said, I've already released it to you. I've already released it to you. It's done. So what we need to do now is learn how to receive it, how to take it in, because it's already here, already done. The Lord is, we can always say that the Lord, uh, he has already gone before us and he's behind us and he's on sides of us and he knows the path of our life. He knows where we have to go. He knows what we have to do in life. So he's already placed things in the earth for you, for your assignment. Now, that's a rhema word right there. You can tweet that if you want. He's already placed things in the earth for your assignment. But the problem is here again that we don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know where we're supposed to go. And when we come up to an obstacle, we instead of seeking God for an answer, seeking him as to where it is, we begin to beg and whine and complain about not having anything. And all that does is make a, a bad situation stressful. Anybody know about stress? Yeah. So one of the keys we're going to find, we're going to go through a whole lot of this, but one of the keys that you're going to find out in uh, how to receive or the power to receive from God, you, we've got to know what God has already given to us. You got to know what he's already given to you. What is already yours? Do you know what is already yours? Do you know what Jesus Christ came to bring you? He came down to earth to bring you something. Are you hearing? He came to bring you something. To that end, let's go to the book of Luke now. Luke, the fourth chapter. Luke, the fourth chapter. And we're going to really see about um, about 17 things. Well, we're going to we'll get to it. But there is a great amount of things that the Lord has already uh, laid up for you. In Luke, the fourth chapter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, we're going kind of slow today because I, I need you to get this. I need you to understand this. 
We'll jump up from the chandelier next time. But right now, let's really just relax and receive. Okay? Because it's going to be time again for you to pay your bill soon. It's going to be time again for you to put some gas in the car. You need to know how to receive. Not just money things, not just money things. It's going to be time again for you to, uh, to deal with. Um, some parents have, um, uh, children that demand a lot of patience. And it's going to be time again for you to give some of that patience. It's going to be time again for you to uh, love on your enemy and to bless those that curse you. And if there is a deficit in you, if you don't have what it takes, it's going to bring stress and anxiety and worry on your life. And you're going to feel caged in. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what's going to happen now or actually what has already happened to a lot of you. When you don't see an answer, when there's nothing there, you begin to feel caged in like there is no exit, no way out. And the feeling of hopelessness comes over you. You see, and I find too that and we're going to Lord Jesus help us. Now, the only people that worry about money or rather the only people that think money is the answer is the ones that don't have it. The only ones that really continue, continually think that the money will solve all their problems are those that don't have it. Those that do have it know and have a lot of it. They know that money will not solve all the problems. If it would solve all the problems, you wouldn't see them in the tabloids every couple of weeks. They wouldn't be getting divorced and in rehabs and all this other stuff. Money is not the key to your happiness or to your full joy or to fulfillment. And the only ones on this planet, I am convinced, that think that money will solve all of their problems are the ones who don't have it. Those are the only ones that are deceived. Hallelujah. Luke 4. Let's look at uh, verse number 16. And it says this, Luke 4, 16. And he came to Nazareth talking about Jesus, where he had been brought up. And as the, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. All right. Now, in that passage, we can see about one, two, three, four, five, six different reasons why Jesus came. And now all of these apply to you. All of these apply to you. Here again, we're talking from the subject of the power to receive. What am I supposed to receive? There are six different reasons here. Six different things that Jesus said I've given to you. Now, you can take these down. We're going to go back up to Luke 14. But I want to give you a few more scriptural references to the things that Jesus has already provided for you so that you may believe him for it. Okay. Matthew uh, 1, 21 says, talking about Mary, 
and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. She shall bring forth. In other words, Jesus is going to enter the earth and did he enter the earth? Sure he did. Why did he enter the earth? That he would save his people from their sins. We can receive that. Amen. Save his people from their sins. In this context, it does not say save his people from their sin. It says sins with an S, which means the funky stuff that we do. Right? Not just the sin nature, the sin of Adam. Yes, he did that. Hallelujah. Because we are all being made, we're all called sinners, not from our own fault, but from what Adam did, Adam and Eve did way back in the garden. He came to save us from the penalty of that, from separation from him. But he also came to save us from our sins. That is these sins that we commit daily or weekly. The Bible talks about a sin that easily besets us, that easily entangles us. He came to save us from our sins. No matter what that sins is to you, because, you know, you got them. Just keep looking straight ahead. Nobody's going to know. Nobody is going to know. Hallelujah. He came to do that. He came to save you from that. Does everybody know what your that is? Got nobody to talk to me. He came to save you from your sins. Are you hearing? First John 3, 8. I love this one as well. First John 3, 8 says, He that uh, committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Listen. For this purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Manifested means to appear, to be, to come in view, to, to show up. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Isn't that wonderful? Already provided for you. Cha-ching. Already provided. It's already going across the Lord checkout line. Beep. He said, I paid for it. It's yours. Take it on home with you. Already done it. Already done it. Okay. So one, he's given us a deliverance from sin there Two, uh, and, and, uh, uh, first John three, eight, he said, I've destroyed it. I've destroyed it. Hallelujah. It's already done. The enemy is trying to show you a, a bill of something that's already been paid off. You know, you can pay off a bill and the company can still send you a bill, but the account has already been paid off. They can send it back to you and say, you still owe when you say, no, 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 I pay that off. I pay that off. But you know, they will dispute you. They'll come back at you and say, no, you didn't until you go back in your checkbook or your records and then show them what is written and say, yes, I paid it off. Na 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 boo boo. I did it. You got nothing on me. I paid this off. Right? Hallelujah. That's what the devil's trying to do. Trying to bring up a debt, bring up a sin that has already been paid for. I've already, and it's written right here in my Bible, written in red. Jesus has already done it. He's already paid the price for me. It's already gone through. The next thing, uh, Mark 2, verse 17. Mark 2, 17 says, When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, 
They that are whole have no need of a of the uh, physician, but they that are sick. Listen to what it says. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus said, that's why I came here. I didn't call those who thought they were well to come in. I called those who knew they weren't well. And you can receive the repentance. Jesus came to bring us the power of repentance, the power to turn, the power to change. But, you know, I find out the people, the, the people that don't change are the ones who don't think they need to change. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus said, I've come, I came to call not the righteous, but the sinners yes. to repentance. Yes, yes. All right. Let's look at the next one. Uh, John 10, 10. You know this one. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it, might have it more what? abundantly Jesus said it's already paid for an abundant life he said I came to give it to you I came to give it to you I've come to destroy the works of the devil I've come to give you repentance uh, I've come to uh, break the power of sins off your life already done it boop 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 already crossed the cash register already paid for Jesus said I've already done it for you Amen. Amen. already done it why are you whining to me why are you coming to me crying, oh lord my sin why are you doing that boop I've already done it. I've given you the receipt right there, right there in your Bible. I've already done it. But we've got to learn how to receive it. How to take that thing in and apply it to our lives. Let's look at one more. And the book of Luke, going back to Luke, Luke the fourth chapter. In verse 43. Look at this. Luke 4 verse 43 says this. And he said unto them. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. I was sent to preach the kingdom of God. Do you see that? Luke 4 verse 43. I was sent to preach the kingdom of God. All right. And from that, we're going to go right back up to the same Luke, Luke, the fourth chapter. And look back at verse number 18. We're going to go right through these again. Because I, I find that if... If you don't know what was left to you, you can't get it. You won't war for it. Or you'll spend your days trying to earn something that has already been given. The Lord said we have now, I mean, we have really entered into the Sabbath, the Sabbath rest, where we rest from our toils and labors. That's why the Lord said, come unto me, all you who are laboring and, and heavy laden, he said, I will do what? I will give you rest. Now, how is he going to give us rest unless he already paid for it? There are many things that he already paid for, many things that he already provided for us. And now we just enter into the work that he has already finished. We enter in and we can rest. Rest without worry, without stressing out. Let's look at this. The Bible says that the spirit, of the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Why, Lord? Because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The very first thing here is the key to everything else I just spoke. Everything else. If you understand this, and I thank God that you will understand this in a few moments. If you understand this very first one out of all that we just listed. 
how the Lord it was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. He came to save his people from their sins. He came to give us the power of repentance so we could turn from it. Uh, he came to give us life and that life more abundantly. He came to give us the gospel of the kingdom. All these wonderful things. He purchased our healing. He purchased our salvation, our deliverance, everything that we need. He came to give it to us, everything that we need so that there would be not one moment in your life that you would ever be without. And if you can understand this first part, and you will. Thank you, Jesus. You'll understand the rest of it. The Bible says here that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Spirit is working with me. Because he hath anointed me, anointed means empowered, give me that ability, right? He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What does gospel means? Good news, right? He's called me to preach. The word preach means to proclaim, to proclaim good news to the who? To the poor, to the poor. Now, talk about key to receiving. Understand that. One man said, well, I guess that's why I don't have anything. Uh, or I guess that's why I can't receive from God because I'm not poor. And they would say, well, I guess they need to let everything go so I can be poor so I can receive. Now, we would say that's incorrect, but the spirit of it is right, but the wording is wrong. Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor. Who were the poor? The ones who didn't have. The ones who were open to receive. The ones who were hoping to receive. The ones who knew they needed. Now, poor is in stark contrast to the word rich. Opposite. Two opposites. The rich say, I got it all. I don't need that. It's yours. You can take it because I'm rich. I got it all. Jesus said, I didn't come to preach to the rich. I came to preach to the poor. I came to preach to the meek. I came to preach to the humble, to those who knew that they were in need, to those who knew they didn't have it. Now, poor here not only speaks, of course, it may speak of a financial condition, but it may speak also, it speaks also of an emotional condition, of a mental condition, of a mental uh, condition, spiritual, psychological, every area in your life where you know that you're weak, where you are deficient, every area in your life where you know that you need to receive from him. He came to preach to those who had their hands open, who are ready to receive. Are you hearing? Now, there were several people we know in scripture that the Lord, as he was preaching, uh, they heard the gospel. They heard his message and they came to him like Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, rich man. He saw Jesus coming by. Of course, you know, he hid in the tree. Rather, he got in the tree to, to watch Jesus. And Jesus called him down and said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. And he said, if I, hey, if I've robbed anybody, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give him back so much of this and that and the other. He was rich. But yet still he received the gospel. So this word poor here is not just speaking about those that have a, uh, that are deficient financially. But it's talking about those who are in a position to receive. Who know that they have lack, know that they have need, and they are ready to receive it from the Lord. So he said he's come to preach the gospel to the poor. Those who are open, those who are receptive. So I'll say today, are you open? Are you receptive? 
couple of them. All right. We'll go on from there. Now, here's the first hindrance that we're going to have to, that we're going to encounter. First hindrance is that we want to be poor in the sense of needing him. Poor means as well empty, right? You've got an empty glass. Let me get my empty glass right here again. Here, here's my empty glass. It's a big one. This is my empty glass here. Fine china right here in my hand. Okay. Right now it is filled up with, um, uh, cherry Kool-Aid. Right? It's good. Hold on a second. Mm, that's good. Hold on. That's some good cherry Kool-Aid. All right. Got my glass. You want some? Y'all want to drink after me? Is that what the problem is? I'm going to set it down right here. What's sitting right there? Cherry Kool-Aid. Can't you see that? I can see that. Can you see that? Over here, I have another glass, but this glass is empty. There's nothing in that. Okay? There's nothing, nothing in that. You see? There's nothing in that glass. This glass that is filled with cherry Kool-Aid, in order for me to put, mm, let's say, some Sprite in there or something. In order for this glass to be filled up with Sprite, what has happened to the cherry Kool-Aid? Has to come out of there. The glass must be emptied first, and then it can be filled. So this glass that is filled here with cherry Kool-Aid, it can be done. With this, where it can be filled up with Sprite, it can be done. But it's going to take some more effort. The glass over here that is empty, right? I can just pour right on into that. And it can receive all the benefits of it because it's empty. In different areas of your life, you have, will have these things going on. Some places you're full and some places you're empty. How do you know when you're full? Well, when the word of God goes forth and the, and the preacher says, how about the preacher says, it's time for you to give. Time to pay your time. Ooh. You've heard the truth of the gospel. You know what's in there. You know what God's saying doing it. But got some cherry Kool-Aid in there. You can get it in there. You can fulfill the word. But you're going to have to pour out what's in there first. What's in there? Your own thinking. Uh, Lord, if I do this, this is going to happen. I'm not going to have money for this. not going to have money for that. Uh, Lord, mm, that doesn't sound like sound counsel. I know what you said, Lord, but. So that. Cherry Kool-Aid is a bunch of butt. We'll leave that right there. Or God says, you know, you need to forgive Rutabaga. Lord, I hear your butt. You don't know what they did. Right? You know the word. We know exactly what the word says. And we're convinced of that word. We understand that. But there's something else in here that prevents this bottle of Sprite. Let me open it up so you can let me get it from here. Psst. All right. See the Kool-Aid running out as I'm pouring it out. It's the Kool-Aid is coming out now and the glass is filling up with Sprite. So now I've got a mess on the floor. 
Now this carpet has red Kool-Aid stains in it. And the deacons are cringing. (laughs) As I am making a mess, pouring in this Sprite. And I'm going to keep pouring this Sprite into this glass with the grape, or rather with the cherry Kool-Aid in it. Okay, I need more. Until, until there is no more um, cherry Kool-Aid in the glass. And now look, 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 look. Now it's all clear. And the cherry Kool-Aid is on the floor. This process is messy. When you get something out, when God pours in, he pours in and what's in you, all that butt, all that butt stuff comes out of you. It's messy. Somebody's not going to like it. Got some on my shoe. Are you hearing? So the Lord said, I've come to preach the gospel to the poor. Wow. Those who who have their hands out, ready to receive. They both will receive if they want, of course. This one, the one that is empty, will receive it first. You'll see more manifestation here first because they don't have the problem of getting other stuff out. This is a hindrance also to healing in our lives. There's other stuff there. Their doubts, their worries, financial things. Lord, if I give this, this and that to happen, you know, there's, there's all this other stuff the Lord has to pull out before he can, before the full manifestation of the word takes place. Are you hearing? So the Lord said here, and we're beginning to close. He said here, he's come to preach the gospel to the poor, to those who didn't have it. Now notice it does not say, what some, if we had a, if we had a Bible trivia show and we would say, Jesus came to preach the gospel to A, everyone, B, to the rich, C, to the poor, or D, none of the above. Most people would say Jesus would come to preach the gospel to everyone. But the Bible does not say that Jesus came to preach the gospel to everyone. He came to preach the gospel to the, to the poor. Do you get that? To those who were open and ready to receive. Now, as long as this person here is receptive and open, they're going to, they're going to be battling on the inside. There's a battle on the inside. Shall I follow what God says or no? Shall I do what God says or no? Shall I do or not? That's a struggle, constant struggle, constant struggle, constant struggle. And until we let him win, we won't see the full manifestation. Once you are fully persuaded of what God said, you'll see manifestation. Let me say that again. Once you are fully persuaded of what God has said, you will see manifestation. All right. Now, you can get, and we'll stop here, you can get faith to work in your heart with doubt in your head. Remember what the Lord Jesus told the man uh, who had a son that was possessed with the devil. The Lord said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. The man said, Lord, I believe, but 
help my unbelief. In other words, I'm full, but there are some things in my mind that says this is not going to work. This is going to be like the other 11 times, you know, or the other uh, nine times. Remember three disciples up was up with him in the mountain, nine left in the valley. It's going to be like those other times. I believe you. I really, really, really do believe you. But I'm still got all this other stuff going around in my head, this doubt. But I believe, Lord. And he still got his miracle, didn't he? Fully persuaded in his heart, but still had a little doubt in his head. Faith has to come from the heart. So you can still receive from God having a little doubt in your head, but never doubt in your heart. Remember? As we'll end this, let's go to the book of Mark. Did anybody get anything out of this today? Let's look at Mark. Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11. Let's look at uh, verse number 22. And Jesus answering saith unto him, saith unto them, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt where in his heart, shall not doubt where in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So doubt can exist in the head and you still get your miracle. But if doubt exists in the heart, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to be fully persuaded. Well, how do I become fully persuaded? You're going to have to get off your high horse. Woo, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. I got to get off this horse. Right? Meaning you're going to have to divorce your thinking and step out. Remember, Peter said, Lord, if it's if that's you, bid me come unto you in the water. I'm sure the other disciple said, Peter, you are crazy. Stay up in this boat. If it's you, I don't understand how you're walking on that water. I don't understand it, but I see it and I know that I'm supposed to be out there with you. So if that's you. Tell me to come. And he divorced his thinking that people aren't supposed to be able to walk on the water. This is not supposed to happen. He's been a fisherman for years. He understands what happens when you put your foot in the water. It goes down. So all of his life, he understood the law of gravity as it relates to people and water. And that, seeing Jesus walking on water, should not be happening. So he has to divorce that thinking. Okay, no. mm -mm. You gave me a word. You told me come. So I'm stepping out here. I'm stepping out. And this is the reality. This is where we need to be right here today. Where we begin to receive the supernatural things of God. Begin to believe God for the supernatural. And if you can open your eyes, your ears, your spiritual understanding, or rather when you do that, you'll receive from God everything that is supposed that you're supposed to receive. It may not come through normal channels. But as you open your eyes and believe God for it, the Holy Spirit will show you. He will reveal to you. He'll give you a plan. He'll tell you where to go and, and what to see and what to do. 
And these things will be beyond your understanding. But once you do them, once you step out, you're going to see great increase and change. And the only reason why some of you don't have some things that you need now is because you're still full of grape or cherry Kool-Aid in that area. Let the, let the Sprite keep on running. This morning you got some Sprite and it's running. Let it continue to fill it. And as it fills it, it will push everything else out until you feel with that. And when you're, once you're filled, then you are fully persuaded. I pray you've heard the word of God today. In Jesus' mighty name, we're done. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. Let's do that. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.